Hello, everybody. My name is Joseph Trimmer, the founder of Free Speech Studios, the host of the Free Speech Podcast. With me in the studio today, I've got Daniel. Daniel, who are you? What's going on, guys? Daniel, compa, Daniel. I'll say this right now because we got Huevo Rancheros coming out. So we've been coming out. So we got a couple episodes in. So saludos a toda la gente de Huevo Rancheros Podcast. Uh, slowly but surely growing. And I don't know what we're doing with that. It's like a, like a hybrid radio show-ish. But we're promoting bands and and we're we're doing our thing there for the Mexican community. So saludos a toda la raza. Huevos Rancheros podcast. You can follow me there. Uh, and Danny music, uh, Danny music with the K underscore ninety three. Uh, y'all can follow me there on the Instagram. Well, the X. I'll shout it to y'all later, man. <laughs> so saludos, Frankie, my boy Frankie on next, man. Saludos, primo. Frankie, who are you? Saludos, saludos. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Frankie from the Undesirables podcast, and you can follow me on X at Frankie USN nineteen ninety seven. Always a pleasure to be here, y'all. Guys, so thank you for being on the podcast with me tonight. I wanted to start off this conversation in a way where, yes, we're going to talk about the most important news of the day. But before that, I kind of wanted to touch base with you guys and ask you, like, what you think the strategy for Free Speech Studios should be? I know that, Frankie, you are relaunching your podcast. Uh, Danny, we have a new show with Huevo Rancheros. So we've got a lot going on. The news continues to be insane. We continue to have uh, human trafficking happening in the state of Texas. Uh, we've done some Absolutely. field reporting uh, that became extremely viral. Got my account banned. Then mm -hmm. Elon Musk retweeted Free Speech Studios. And then my account is back. So uh, I am no longer banned on Twitter. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's a lot going on. I want to do something in March. Um, it's been extremely difficult to produce more than like three podcast episodes uh, a week for me because of just my my schedule is so crazy. But I think that if we are going to be serious about our mission, especially in an election year, we need to be getting very good at creating consistent reporting and content, probably for all of our podcasts. And so I was I talked with Frankie and now I, I've also talked to Daniel about this. Yeah. I really want to produce an episode every single day in March that I can build the discipline to earn my followers um, with great, Agreed. great, uh, great reporting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, man. I Absolutely. mean, uh, just being consistent, man. Like I said, uh, even with me busting out with Will Rancheros and Frankie doing his thing, man, that, that should keep us rolling, you know, uh, while the pen is hot and just, just keeping it rolling, like keep taking out content and under the same umbrella and us helping each other out, us, each other, motiv motivating each other uh, to keep putting out content, man. So it's crazy, man. There, there's days where like, man, I don't even want to, but you just get up and do it, man. That's pretty much what it is. But I'm happy, hopefully in March, we're gonna we're gonna be more fine tuned, man. It's just that everything came so quick, and we're just like ah, we're just trying to follow everything. It, it, it's crazy, man. In this world, everything moves so quick, and to be on top of the ball, sometimes it's it's a little tough out there. But hey, man, just come back, restart, and then we keep it rolling. Dude. So, Frankie, before I move on to what what kind of some of yeah. your thoughts are, I want to kind of just recap how quickly we you know gained traction in our reporting, and the reason for that is that it was very compelling reporting. It was it, a hot topic of the day. Uh, there was a lot of attention on the border, but we always talked from the very beginning, the border is not the only issue that we care about. I mean, at the Free Speech Podcast, it's one of many issues that we talk yeah. about, um, but it is one that is that is near and dear to us. But, you know, we started creating content for this podcast like three months ago now, and in three months, yeah. 
we have now been linked up or connected with or been on the show of or DM'd or exchanged text messages with, um, you know, people at Steven Crowder, uh, Alex Jones and Infowars. Uh, we've been in right. contact, you know, Ben Burkwam, uh, Grant Stinchfield, Steve Bannon, uh, Brandon House. And so literally we've been watched millions of times in we just started doing this three months yeah. ago. And so that is a lot of traction. And not only that, we still know these people. And so if we have a big story, we have a place to share it in a a way that it'll get mass distribution. We do face, at least I know my account, uh, Joseph Trimmer underscore, that is recently been unbanned, still is shadow banned. Uh, and, and, but still thousands of people see what I post there, not like it used to be. I showed you a video with 400,000 views Mm -hmm. from before the van, uh, ban, but now I get, you know, 7,000 views. It's okay. It means that we just need to grind more consistently. I do anyway. And every follower that, that follows that account is a real person, um, that you're earning through much harder work than, uh, because it's yeah. actually providing value than some algorithm pushing my account. What do you think, uh, Frankie? I think that at the end of the day, we have successfully accomplished the one thing that I set out to do with my mission here with you guys, which is to bridge the gap from emotion to logic and providing the best content available out there. Because all we're doing is synthesizing everything that is out there for you to consume but we're putting it in a way that you can consume it properly. You can consume it from sources that are not only just in the field, but are literally on the back end doing the analysis that it is needed for an actual story to have the compelling or compelling argument behind it. You know, and that that's what a lot of people don't get. People go like, and they ask me all the time, because again, my audience and your audience, and we we kind of talked about this a little bit. We were like, hey, how how close are we? We're not even 10% touching each other's, you know, followers. So people go like, why don't you go back and forth and you do your podcast? You're like loading yourself with college. You have your, you know, your son's medical condition and everything else in your family. Why are you doing it? I'll tell you why I do it. It's because a lot of people in this kind of game, they don't see the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that he can grow by himself. Danny can grow by himself. I can grow by myself. My audience is worldwide. But why can we all grow together when our goals are exactly the same? All we want to do is to be good, you know, people in our personal lives. We want to have businesses that are thriving. And thirdly, we all just want to share the best possible content out there, man. Just follow what God's plan is for us. Like, why why wouldn't we do it? We're lifting each other together in every possible way. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I I think that I will be so. What's great about the situation in the media landscape right now, the social media game, uh, for content creators is that it's never actually been a better time than now with all of these platforms available to build an audience. For those that are kind of from the entrepreneurship background, or maybe you watch uh, social marketing type content, you know, you know, Gary V says that it's always it. You know, it's been content for a decade. Right. Like it's yep. been, hey, you grind out, you put quality content out, you build an audience and then you monetize that audience. Well, how do you monetize an audience? Because if we want to do this, we need to do that. I know that when I shared the givesandgo.com uh, link 
on Steve Bannon's show, immediately $4,000 came in in like an hour to support mm-hmm. our content. That tells me that there's an audience out there that is willing to 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 help fund something just for the sake of the content being created. But right. we know, or, or at least I want to do something beyond that, which is like, how can we provide enough value that we earn those dollars as a business? And so um, what's amazing about this is that we have, we have a template for this already. Uh, as you know, I'm an elite member of Timcast IRL. Mm-hmm. That means I pay them $100 uh, a month for that, for, for, for being in the community and for supporting their work. When you pay somebody a hundred bucks a month and everybody else is paying like 10 bucks a month, you stand out just by doing that. They have a private uh, members only Discord community mm-hmm. where the staff is hanging out and, and you can, you know, not all the time, but they're in these like spaces like Discord events where there's a stage and you can get on the stage. I mean, it was from when, when Surge mentioned on Timcast IRL that my account had been banned. The reason he did that is because the night before I was invited on stage in one of these Discord events and Serge was there and he heard me talking about it and he's like, dude, I got you. I'm going to talk about it on the show. Mm -hmm. And so it is extremely powerful to to have a community like that. Um, And so what's nice is that Tim Pool has already mapped out how to build an audience and monetize it by providing coffee and, and other services uh, so has the daily wire i think it's probably the main example actually the, yep. mu- the bigger example at a of, bigger scale correct right yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know he's got matt walsh michael knowles andrew yep. clavin mm-hmm. all podcasting and by the way they don't do it with guests usually it's just like straight they come to a studio record their thing and, yep. and then they go yep um that's not that hard to do if you're willing to put the grind yep. on but not for six months we're talking like, guys, we should be, we need to be willing to do this for like 10 years to mm-hmm. get that scale. It might happen a lot faster than that because we already have a network that's watching. Um, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be willing to grind it out to achieve that. If we seek to change this nation, if we seek to be the most effective uh, culture warriors out there, you cannot do that by being a broke ass. You can't. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out how you're going to be financially independent, how you're going to generate income so you can do things like that. Get yourself in the right rooms, go to the right events so that you, you can have an impact on, on yep. the country. Don't be conforming all the time, guys. Always uh, always hustle, man. That's the way I see it, man. I always use my time wisely. If I could do a little podcast here and there, man, trust me, I fit in that little time or try to at least for the most part. So, man, it's just that grind, bud. But I mean, I went with Ranchero's podcast. It's the same thing, man. We're getting in there like, hey, man, let's do a little segment real quick uh, just to get content out there, man, just to promote the bands. And people will see that and they'll keep an eye if you're interacting with them, sharing them, tagging them in here. Especially, you know, It's crazy, especially right. in the community that I'm in. I tag the bands. I do that. Dude, and they're like, whoa. I totally used to not recognize the social aspect of social media platforms. What I discovered is if you reply to people on Twitter, that's like the most organic way that they see your content. Correct. And so, you know, suddenly I, I so I replied to Tim Pool. Elon Musk retweeted my reply to Tim Pool. And so 
that's nuts, dude. Like, there, there's a lot you can be doing by being organic on the social media the thing platforms. Is, and also right. that, remember how back then, before the internet, you know, word of mouth, right? The business, you know, word of mouth. Now the word of mouth is a retweet. Now the word of mouth is a story. Like, that's it. And, and the multitude, that, that, that the reach that you get instead of the word of mouth old school way, now it's just like tenfold. Hey, that, that person shared it. Hey, you don't even know if that guy has 100,000 followers. And then he right. shared it, and you're just like... It's crazy, man. It's it's the, the, dude. Elon Musk. Are the the tweet that Elon Musk retweeted of Free Speech Studios yep. that ultimately I think got my account unbanned for Joseph Trimmer. It mm-hmm. got two million views, dude. And and in an instant, I gained like six hundred followers from that. And what's interesting right. is just like Frankie was saying, the overlap between the Free Speech Studios podcast, uh, uh, the the Free Speech podcast, the Free Speech Studios account, and my account with Frankie's account that we kind of grew this our accounts together. It really is only like 10%. What's even more crazy interesting is that Free Speech Studios and my personal account at Joseph Trimmer underscore also only have like a 10% overlap. So the Lord works in mysterious ways. First, I was banned. And a month later, I literally have now two accounts with thousands of followers because I I had to put in the work for another account. Mm -hmm. And so now I have two accounts and a way bigger reach than before. In theory, if we can if we can break through the the shadow ban, we we there's no there's no limit, man. Like we are getting thousands of views regardless. And what I'll say this is if the content is original content, not just shit that like I'm sharing from another account, I can tell the difference when I post my face talking than when I just post what somebody else posted. Right. Original content is mm-hmm. key. And and you also have Absolutely. to know when you're creating the content, you have to see what works and what doesn't. Adjust real quick. Because, you know, sometimes you can't keep it all the same. You have to make adjustments here and there. At least that's the way I've been kind of looking at it. I'm like, okay, well, we'll tweak it here next time. Always try to improve every time. Make the experience for them better, especially when you're getting a new follower. Make Don't do not post for like a week because they'll forget about you. That's, that's what I've seen. Yeah, you'll have like 100... You have 150,000 followers, but then only like a thousand people actually. You know, it's 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 weird. Like you always want to keep it coming. Yeah, you have to engage. So so one last thing before we move on into the news, I think that it's important to because a lot of our followers uh, have been contacting me, and and listen, thank you to all the people out there that relentlessly for a month tagged Elon Musk and safety on my behalf. Okay, that 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 is awesome. There's a few out there. And I've DM'd them with thanks because they legit probably made a difference for me. Uh, And my account is back. That was crazy. Like, they didn't even respond until after Elon Musk's retweet. And it was just like, boom, unbanned. But with a serious warning of, like, behave or you'll be banned again. Um, (laughs) So some things that I learned by by growing. So to be clear, the Free Speech Studios account, I grew that account in a month. From like 300 followers to like 5,000 followers or something. I learned some lessons from that. And I think that the community of our followers should look at that. um, And let me let me share some of these things with you, because if you've if you're a close follower, you've noticed that the way that I'm posting is different now. One, I no longer post hashtags before I was posting like 50 hashtags. Yeah. So the X algorithm will punish Content with hashtags, period. So that's gone for me. Mm. Every post that I post is now original content. Will I take a moment, write a paragraph that's unique and different? Before I was copying and pasting some of the old shit, posting it in a new post. And so the text 
was like 70% the same and I was just updating the top thing. If you tag too many people in a post, you will be pe penalized. I was tagging like all the people that Ben Burkwam was tagging. Well, Ben Burkwam and me are not the same people. These people probably have asked Ben to do that and he's getting away with it because what ends up happening is that Listen, my videos were getting hundreds of thousands of views. That means that every time somebody liked it or left a comment, every single motherfucker I tagged was getting a notification. They didn't ask for that. And so that shit, it was spam. It just is. And so mm. was I censored? Damn it. Sorry, uh, guys. Was I censored? Yes, maybe, maybe not. It was it was likely like somebody was like, hey, this is this is spam. And then yeah, like yeah. my account was banned. And so if you're doing things like that, don't do that because it does not help. Um, interacting with uh, people without check marks, just don't do it. Don't engage. I'm sorry to say it. There is a two, two tier. There's a three tier system on X. There's a verified organizations that pay $1,000 a month and get massive boosts of, of extra algorithmic boosts from mm -hmm. X. Then there is the premium people that get some boost, but you know that they're a human being that has at least shown their ID. So you know it's a person, it's not a bot. That's awesome. Then there are the bots. And I'm sorry, there's probably some real people in the bots, but at this point, it's not worth it if you're trying to grow your account to engage with them at all. It's just like, you don't know if it's a bot, you don't know if 500 or 50 comments before he was calling people Nazis or something and, and like got some like hate tag. You The impact that the algorithm of X will have when you engage with one of these accounts on your account is instant and dramatic. Mm -hmm. It will not promote you on the algorithm if you're associated with accounts they deemed as problematic or hateful. And so I'm sorry to say it, but if you want to grow your account, you need to get the blue check mark and you need to avoid um, engaging with accounts that you probably don't know. And that's bad in some way because there's legit people, right? But we're talking that the basic version, that the first level of check mark is like $3 a month or something. It's basic mm -hmm. premium. Motherfuckers, you automatically try to charge me 12 Yeah, they, they, they've they <laughs> launched a lot of new pricing formats yeah, yeah, for yeah. premium. Yeah. But anyway, I think we can get into the news. I just wanted to share some of those tidbits of information because people are probably trying to grow their account and they're failing to because they're doing one of the things that I just mentioned and they're being punished for it. And so unless your content is breathtaking and original, if you're doing those things, you're not going to break through the algorithm. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. So anyway, we should start tonight's podcast with what I think is just something that we already knew was coming. Um, the United States is at war with Russia now. It's not a question of if that's true or not. We have been sending billions of dollars of, of weapons yep. to their enemies to kill Russians. Yep. If we're not at war with them, then, I mean, who, who, who says that we're not at war? Because clearly, you only do that to people that you're at war with. We are most definitely, we are most definitely are at war, guys, uh, plain and simple. Uh, I guess some people think that oh we're giving money to Ukraine and it's the Ukrainians fighting, but that's not really what's happening. There, there isn't. I mean, I'm pretty sure, Frank, you're right. There is American troops on there on the ground, like volunteers, I guess per se. There's there's mercenary there type groups. There are 
Right. There, there are mercenary troops that are not associated in any shape or form with the United States of America, but they have been trained by or trained by the United States of America. And possibly funded uh, by organizations like the CIA. Like, just because we don't say another it Wagner doesn't mean group. it's not happening. Wagner Group, just Americanized, I guess, without a name. So we can we can assume that yes mm -hmm. when when we're looking at the information you know being provided to us on the back channels we can assume that in one shape or form there are mercenary groups in Ukraine right now either training or doing any kind of role that can be considered combative or whatnot. I wouldn't be surprised if Americans were driving the military vehicles that America has donated to Ukraine. These things are not always extremely easy to to handle, right? Like, how do you drive uh, an Abrams tank or something? Uh, well, like, you got to get training from Americans, and, probably. And, and actually, there's on YouTube, there's channels on YouTube where you can fight clips. You can find clips of I, I, I'm I'm I think he's American because the way he's talking and the way he talk he sounds like he's he might be Canadian. I don't I don't know whatever, but uh, dude, you you can obviously tell like, bro, he's there volunteering. He literally loads up clips. Of, of him like, hey, this is what's happening in Ukraine. And he's literally him do, like going at war. It's, Dude, it's crazy, man. I, Russia, I forgot what the YouTube channel is, but it's Russia there. said that if NATO admits Ukraine into NATO, it is war. So please take a look at this video. Uh, I posted this on Free, the Free Speech Studios account earlier. This is the NATO chief. Uh, listen to what he's got to say. And we are deepening our political ties through the NATO Ukraine Council where we consult and make decisions together. Ukraine will join NATO. It is not a question of if, but of when. Ukraine will join NATO. It's not a matter of if they'll do it, but when they will do it. So what, what does that mean? I mean, it, I mean if, if a nuclear-armed state says, if you do this, it, is, it, it will be full-scale war, on Europe, on America, what, what does that? I mean, what does that mean? It's insane. This is World yeah, War Three. Pretty much, I, from what I'm seeing, it's look, it's looking like NATO really wants this war. They want it. They want to eliminate Russia. They want to go ahead and like let's give them the business. There's probably a lot of stuff to cover up, and maybe Russia's gonna Russia's gonna go on there and have a lot of evidence on them, a, a lot of stuff on them. But I, I really do think NATO really wants this war. Uh, they're ready. They they need this. Uh, they need to have. It's crazy, man. All this immigration crisis around the world that's happening. They need to build up a new military uh, with these immigrants who aren't, you know, aligned with any particular country. NATO's going to get a lot of them. And these countries are going to I'm getting too deep in that. But that's where I feel like that's where it's going, man. NATO wants this. They're going to use the immigration crisis. All those immig immigrants coming in, they're going to use them as soldiers. And there'll be this world military, man. It's going to be wild. They want this. They want this. So, Frankie, before we plug you into the yes. conversation... I want to state, mm -hmm. um, let's let's take a look at the article by theworldmonitor.com, uh, and that's what we'll yes. be talking about. So it says, uh, from the World Monitor, Russian President Vladimir Putin signed a decree on Monday, uh, February 26, 2024, on the administra Administrative Military Division of Russia, which provides for, among other things, the creation of the Leningrad and Moscow military districts. Russia is taking what this man, uh, chief of the NATO, is saying very seriously. It looks like they're already taking yes. actions to prepare for war. What does this mean, Frankie? Okay, so we have we have a couple components to this that we can we can identify in a in a quick way. There there's two things that can happen here. Okay, Ukraine jo joins NATO. 
NATO and Russia are at war. The United States, by proxy, is at war. Okay, we get that. There's also a clause within the actual NATO, you know, we can call it not their constitution, but their Magna Carta, that says that any member of NATO can leave at any given time. So this could be either a push to get the United States to go into war with Russia and BRICS, or to isolate the United States and build a bigger play. So that that's the two things of, on the you know the video for NATO. That's that's what I look at, Frankie. Like, but you know, but so have you it. seen? Yeah. So have you seen? Because you you just mentioned BRICS. That's a, a big block that includes, yes. I believe, mm -hmm. India is part of Russia. that. Like yeah. So not only Russia, but isn't India part of BRICS? Like, have you seen any indications that the BRICS economic alliance is also or would also have a military component? Wow. They do not currently have it within their actual bylaws because all that they're trying to do, in my sincere opinion, is to circumvent SWIFT, which is the mode yeah. of transfer for countries to have an economy working intertwined in a global spectrum. Damn, Frankie. So that's what we're seeing. Yeah, but that actually kind of makes sense, though, man. If you think about it, yeah. think about it. They're going to I think they're waiting right now on the election here, the U.S. election, because maybe what would happen is that either they're going to pull in the United States or they're going to wait till Trump or maybe NATO's going to wait till Trump because maybe Trump's going to be like, well, we're out of freaking NATO. Why do we have to be here? And they're going to and then I'll check, tell this, you check this out. The, and the, and then and then BRICS is going to create its own military alliance because they're going to have to take care of whatever their financial needs are going to go, man. Right. Oh my God, this is crazy. Right. So I, this is what I would do if I was the enemy, right? I will push the United States to back out of a war with NATO. Then you're isolating everything the United States is doing. Yep. By that point, you can actually take the power away from SWIFT because right now SWIFT is basically downgrading quickly. Fuck. Like people within the BRICS blocks are actually, you know, trading within the the Juan. Or the yeah Juan Juan, Juan yeah the, the Juan the Chinese the Chinese um Chinese you know, Juan coin. that's yeah. the way that they're yeah. able to get away from you know pretty much U.S. sanctions Correct. because nobody sanctioning China for trading with anybody else that they want to so we have that component to it on top of that now that you know the U.S. the USA is completely isolated what is the best way to deal with a country that is isolated it's just to destroy it and topple it from within which every single piece is on the board ready to strike at a moment's notice so so on top from, of that we Frank, have that Frank leningrad is, and moscow got oh yeah go ahead i'm sorry bro. so so we have so we have the russian president already reorganizing yes. his military yep. to prepare for war with nato at the same time we also have a a, a story from routers.com from routers saying that French President Emmanuel Macron wanted to create a stra strategic ambiguity by openly discussing the idea of sending Western troops to Ukraine. But he was so ambiguous that he sparked confusion and irritation among some allies. Is this story from Routers the misinformation, uh, or was Macron saying the quiet part out loud that, yes, Western troops will be deployed to Ukraine. Who knows what happens next? I don't know, Frankie, what do you think? Yes, that, that that's basically, it's not a misinformation thing, but it's more of a misleading you know, statement. Because troops, at least for the United States, are all over the globe right now. People go on deployments all the time, right? You know, we all have friends that have been in the military or that yep. are in the military. Yep. 
And then all of a sudden they're in South Africa, they're all of a sudden they're in whatever country, you know, you plug the name here. So I think that he just spoke a little out of turn because that is not the only inflammatory comment that President Macron has made in the past month. He's also talked about Gaza. He's also talked about Israel. He's also talked about the stance on Iran and their theocracy. So Emmanuel Macron is a very inflammatory president and a very inflammatory figure within the NATO, you know, confine. And his out-of-turn comment can have some repercussions for the strategic placement of troops from the West in several points of the NATO countries, like, you know, honestly. Frankie, More NATO? So, we have Russia going back and restructuring their military tactics from World War II, defending against a unified Europe or an actual empire. I'm going to be honest, so frankly, they're going to get their asses beat. <laughs> NATO and BRICS are going to go at it, and NATO's going to get wiped out because the U.S. is, if Trump gets in, the U.S. is going to back out. NATO's going to be this weak, weak alliance. The European Union is going to be weak. So so do Believe you think not, do you think that China will back Russia in a conflict against NATO? They would have to have their full, like, or do you or do you think that they just take Taiwan? They'll probably just rather take Taiwan. Imagine how much infrastructure they would have to move in order for that to happen. If they could just go to Taiwan, that'd be better. I mean, it the would be the perfect time. For me, like you know, honestly, the best strategy for me would be, and this is gonna be a possible inflammatory comment, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna try to say it as, as lightly as I can. The best way then, if I was China. And I was seeing the unfold of World War III in front of me. The best thing for me would be to not back away from any possible alliance that I already have established. I will yep. double down the same way that they doubled down with Evergreen. They're going to continue to push it. They pushed it for 10 years, man. A failing company. They kept feeding the freaking, you know, the Juan in. And mm -hmm. they just kept going in, man, and going in and going in. And they, they will double down because at the end of the day, Russia and China share a border, and their border is actually something that matters to them because historically, they were very unified at one point. Mm -hmm. So how can they not back Russia when Russia is against the wall and happens to be the Great Wall of China? They will do two things. They will fight a two-front war. Yep. While supplying to everybody else, they will take Taiwan yep. and they will supply everything that they have imaginable to them without any attribution. That is a key. They will. This is what, again, thinking like an enemy, <coughs> they will funnel the money through Iran to get all the good weapons that Iran is producing right now, funnel them to Russia, get them trained, get them operational, get them going. The only issue that Russia has is that they don't have as many people. So, so that, the American has. playbook, in other words. It is the American playbook backwards, but with a twist. Because they're basically utilizing everything. Just you have to go back to all the you have to envision the tactics from the adversary's point of view at all times when it deals with geopolitics. You have to think like, let's say that. All right, let's put it really quick for the viewers. Got, Let's say that Joseph, thanks, Nixon. Danny, and I were in a war, bro. Like, we're on a war, right? <laughs> Two of us share a border together. One of us happens to have the best military technology that it is coming out recently in the past five years. What do I do? I'm going to back the, the person that is in within my borders, 
but I'm going to back them in a way that I can get everything from the other side, and they'll be the ones that are attributed to setting that in motion. All I do is just show the money and put my hands up and be like, hey, we share a border. We're supported yep. on this side, but we're doing what is beneficial for China. And what is beneficial for China is to support Russia in a way that is not attributed to China and for them to get Taiwan. That's it. Copy that. So from NBC News, President Joe Biden will make a rare visit to the U.S.-Mexico border. Thursday, the same day President Donald Trump is also expected to visit the southern border. Donald Trump will be going to Eagle Pass. Joe Biden will be going to yep. Brownsville. So for those that don't know, there's a, a massive CBP base essentially in Brownsville. Yep. So I'm sure he'll be there. Um, you see, bro, even they're chasing content, bro. He was like, right. Trump's going Everybody down there, bro. I need to fucking be there. That they're chasing for content. They're on it too, man. They're, they're, man, they're... Joe Biden has fallen so far behind. He went to East Palestine like a year, two years later, a year later. Dude, this guy's ridiculous. Get him out of here. It is a it is a sham what the Biden administration is doing now. The messaging that they're putting out now is that they want to secure the border, right? Like they, it, they're starting to sound like Republicans there for, for a little bit in their messaging mm -hmm. of, hey, all we need is money to secure the border. Now, if you read the, the legislation that they're putting forth, it's not that, as always, the left lies. Um, but they did find themselves in, in, in a politically uncomfortable situation towards the end of 2023 uh, during the peak of the uh, illegal or the criminal alien crisis at the southern border. Um, we saw that the Biden administration, and this was not very well reported in the United States, but if you look at Latin American media, Venezuela and Mexican media both reported and showed videos of Mallorcas and Blinken uh, in Ciudad Juarez um, announcing a deal that they had made with Venezuela and Mexico. And so this happened uh, October of 2023. And so as the months passed and the kind of rush of people that were coming in sort of entered, were distributed into the country, then... In early this year, we saw it this month, the San Antonio American Replacement Center was looking quite empty here. And you saw that the numbers of illegal aliens coming into the state of Texas just plummeted. Now, yeah, maybe they got their quota. Well, it was very interesting because, <laughs> yeah, yeah what, what's very interesting is that the Biden administration will not acknowledge that they made a deal with Venezuela that they were going to start deporting Venezuelans that entered the country after July 21st of 2023, essentially ending the Venezuela migration wave. Here in San Antonio, we would see it. It was mostly Venezuelans that yeah. were here. And so Biden doesn't want to let the world know that he is now deporting them. And so who I've been saying Greg Abbott and Biden are on the same freaking page. They're on the same team. They're globalists. OK. And so what happens you have the state of Texas do this dog and pony show pretending that they're securing the border while the federal government actually secures a freaking border. Uh, but they get to wash their hands of the political consequences of doing that. They get to keep the left happy because they can blame it on Texas. Now, are these two on the same page? I've been saying that that entire time. What do you guys think? Joseph, real quick. The the here here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. You 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 brought up something right now. You're a little fire in me right now. So check this out. 
man, uh, people sometimes they don't. Uh, Man, if, if we get people to understand this, see, right now, every time, if you notice the Biden administration, the administration is falling behind. They're reacting to everything. Now they're, they're oh, shoot, they're reacting because they're not leading anymore. See, all, all that stuff that happened at the border, um, it, it, the, their, their, their plan was still in motion. And all the little, uh, all that other stuff that we did was just bells and whistles. It was just, hey, here's this poster. Yeah, we really are here. We're really, but we're really not. We're going to still stick to the plan. We still have to get more immigrants in here because. You really think they're going to deport everybody? I think they got so many people in here. They're just going to say they're deported, and they're going to deport eh, a small little fraction amount of number to head out just to say they're deported. But it, I, I think it's going to get bad still, man. The Republicans were known for being pro-immigration. I mean, George W. Bush loved uh, the immigrants. He spoke yes. Spanish and everything. Check, check this out. And because yeah. of the reporting we have done— and everybody else has lit a fire, and they've done a lot of the border, all of the border stuff— uh, Everybody else has actually been noticing. So this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning is that uh, Primo Joseph, yeah, that March Madness, we're going to do podcasting every day. Dude, if we were here all just about every day to inform that little grain of salt every day, every day, trust me, people would get onto it and then boom, it'd be a miracle. But that's what it is. It's it's grinding and, and giving this information out to people because, hey, man, we're just trying – Start all over almost again in terms of like, hey, we're going to get another story out for the people so we can get them going and vote because this is election year, man. Anyways, my rant over. So on the second second podcast that I was on with you all, do you remember? It's been so many. I know, but there was a bigger play at hand. And the bigger play was a political play, Mm -hmm. which is why I wrote that book that's sitting behind me right now, Beyond the Border, Envisioning the Adversary's Tactics. The best play that they had was to get Majorgas in a position that he can retire or be impeached, blame him for the issue on the border, wash their hands, and say that they wanted to save America from the people within that are trying to destroy it while they continue to destroy it. Yep, after pouring Just in like millions. the actual mayor of San Antonio is doing mm-hmm. today. So, from San Antonio report, mayor cancels city council meeting to head to the border with President Biden. Wow. So, Mayor Ron Nuremberg is traveling to Brownsville on Thursday to meet with President Joe Biden about migrants arriving across the southern border. Nuremberg has championed what he calls a compassionate approach to handling asylum-seeking migrants who reach San Antonio, otherwise known as criminal aliens. Real quick, uh, before you read, stop being. This compassionate thing that you guys are trying to throw at, it's a bunch of BS. It's not about this compassion. Being compassionate is not having them come in and then they're sleeping outside in front of a tent with space damn blankets, aluminum foil. Get out of here with your compassion nonsense. You're destroying this damn city. You're destroying everybody else's way to live, and, and you're making the city more crappy, dude. I didn't want to say the other word because the lady already got mad at me last time. Anyway, keep going, Joseph. In recent months, <laughs> in recent months, the city's Migrant Resource Center, also called the American Replacement Center by uh, a lot yeah. of the border reporters. Yeah. So yeah. on cool. San Pedro Avenue has been so overwhelmed that it started scheduling mi- it started sheltering migrants with scheduled flights at a second facility near the San Antonio airport. That is the one that Hernando reported and then, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. whole thing with the airport authorities and everything. So we know that the city of San Antonio has been involved. Um, we also know uh, from our original reporting that the San Antonio Police Department is under the direction of Catholic Charities. Yep. I wonder 
Why? This is a video of Ron Nuremberg promoting Catholic charities. Let's take a look. In other words, wiping his hands clean. Kudos to Catholic charities for all the amazing work they do. Catholic Charities is the kind of organization that lives up to our stated goals of serving others and showing compassion. And one of the organization's most important roles is helping migrants and refugees when they arrive to live in San Antonio or to pass through on their way to other Mayor Ron Nuremberg is a disgusting, woke, cowardly human being. Yep. He lies to the people of San Antonio now he's going to meet Biden to, you know, help yeah. discuss what's, what, you know, the crisis yep. at the border or something. He invited this. He deploys city resources to enable human trafficking here in the city of San Antonio. Not only that, there are four locations yep. for illegal alien children in San Antonio. Excuse me, sir. You did that. You invited this to our city. You're complicit in human trafficking, sir. Way to go. You and Catholic Charities together. Let me tell you why. Do you think with all these thousands of people coming in, you really think Catholic Charities is going to give them the same quality of care? No, they're just going to come in. They're just going to write them off just as another number. Great, guys. That's a lot of compassion. You guys are really doing great job, guys. Hey, you know what? And you're missing a little council meeting to go visit Joe Biden, which you can't even understand. He's not even going to remember you by the time you're done. So... Yeah, go waste your time elsewhere. That's all you're doing is wasting people's money while you're being a human trafficker. That's what you are. That's what you're doing. Quote, the children are here to work. Oh, They are not here wow. for an education. They yes. are here to work. Catholic charities. Quote. Nice. Slaves. Slave labor. Hey, slavery never went away. It just went to a different group of people. Hmm. Nice. Frankie, thoughts? To me, it is extremely sad to see the great city of San Antonio, a place that I hold very dear, dear to my heart. You know, it was one of the first places that I visited when I came to the U.S., you know. Beautiful city. I went into the military. Dude, beautiful city, beautiful people. The Texas welcome that I got just from being an actual veteran and being a human being that was open to understand the values of what it is to be a Texan I will always hold Texas so dear to my heart. And to me, it is just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that you have an individual that sits in front of the cameras and lies to you, the people of San Antonio, to the lies to the people of America, peddling an idea that it is basically a very misconstrued notion because we have reported it from the ground up. We have shown videos of people and the accessibility to these camps in any shape or form. We have shown it. We have shown that there's actually money being handed out like it was just candy wrappers. Yep. $270 per day per child. In On February 6th, Mayor Ron Nuremberg tweeted, The bipartisan border bill is a step in the right direction, especially mm -hmm. for work authorization, yeah. processing, and major funding that would assist initiatives like San Antonio's American Replacement Center. So here you have Ron Nuremberg in February saying yeah. the quiet part out loud on the Democrat side, which is this is not for border security. It's to fund no. the invasion. Ron Nuremberg admitted that February 6th, just like anybody else that read the freaking bill, the Republicans shot it down for a good reason. It legalized illegal immigration into America. Hey, guys, check this out, man. 
you see what's going on at that American Replacement Center? Check this out. Once you get out and you get all booked, you know they they come out, and then you got uh you got the cartel just hanging around outside. It's like five of them. They're all in hoodies. You could tell it's them because they're dressed up actually really nice. They're all in maybe fake chains, but they're out there giving away cards, a couple hundred bucks. Or then you get out, you get your little card, and then by 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 all that time, uh the police are out there. But check this out: the police is actually they're actually off duty cops by Catholic Charities. So the Catholic Charities is telling them, hey, you see those cartel members that are giving cards that are supporting this this little invasion hey, don't worry about them get the other people who are there you know recording videos and stuff like that just just don't just don't make it too obvious that's literally what's happening in front of us and the fact that you guys are allowing that and people think the democratic party thinking that's okay because you're compassionate yeah you guys are scums and the fact that you guys actually like that rachel shows the kind of people where you guys you guys are fucking bullshit oh so guys we are at a good time now yeah. i think Frankie, I think what I want to do now is we're 45 minutes into this podcast. I think we Beautiful. can wrap it down. Uh, yes. Uh, let's start with you, Frankie. Final statement and where can people find you? So what are you working on and where can people find you? All right, everybody. So this is what I'm working on. We have upgraded you know, the equipment that we needed to upgrade. We have written the book that we needed to write. Now it is time to refocus our efforts collectively and individually into creating the best product that we can show you with the abilities that God has given us. What I'm doing is I'm rebranding my podcast because the accessibility to my podcast is not the, the same as, you know, as your podcast or any other podcast out there, right? Like, let's be honest with each other. It was a month of a very hard open, people consuming it, people are liking it, but people are not finding it as easily as possible. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna rebrand it. I have you know, the artwork being worked on right now. We have the store coming out for the actual merch. We have things that are moving into place to the direction that I can have the resources so I can sit here in front of you at the Free Speech Studios cameras and at the actual new title to come podcast that I'm gonna be doing because it, it's a very it's it's so weird how God works, man. Like we like we talk about on, on the on our private conversations, brother. Like patience is a virtue that we need to continue to explore and and actually bask in it, because we as humans sometimes we don't understand why we're in this earth, man. I know that I am here to be a father, you know, to be a, a good person and to show others, you know, the information that I have and to guide them in a way, but. God has put some people close to me that I respect, that I have come to appreciate their actual opinion and everything. And I'm just trying to continue to grow. So where can you find me right now? You can find me at FrankieUSN1987. Thank you again for having me on the podcast. It is a true pleasure and privilege. And it's, as always, you know, I'm here for you guys. Great. Thank you, Frankie. Danny, closing statement. What are you working on and where can people find you? Guys, at Huevo Ranchero's podcast on Instagram. That's where we're focusing our efforts there. That's where I feel I can reach my people, toda mi raza, I, uh, all my Mexican peeps, I, the Dallas, San Antonio, all the bands. Uh, I'm just creating culture there, man, making sure and I'm linking together. We are collaborating together so that way they can see what I actually am about. Because a veces lo que pasa is that... Uh, you know, you get to them with culture, but then they'll see, hey, this, he actually believes in the same politics, the same community things as I do. And that's a good way to reach them. It's a, the, Actually, the Mexican-Hispanic community is very conservative, and they're actually waking up more now. Uh, they're not they're not libs, they're not dems, and uh, man, if you are, I guess. But <laughs> uh, Huevo Ranchero's podcast, you go family there, and, and man— 
we're creating culture and we're bringing in bands and we're we're moving along, man. I'm really happy about it, man. So appreciate all the love, guys. Really do appreciate that, man. Well, thank you, Danny. Mm-hmm. So again, my name is Joseph Trimmer. I'm the founder of Free Speech Studios, the host of the Free Speech Podcast. We've got a lot going on uh, and a lot of a lot of things that I'm working on. The biggest thing in the short term, I think, is huge that the audience should know. I will be attending the TimCast members only event uh, in uh, in West Virginia. Only 50 members are going to that because that's as many as fit in the building. And so maybe 60. I forget the number. It's under 100. Um, and uh, 10 of us, maybe 15 of us will be at the actual taping of TimCast IRL yep. in the first row audience. Yeah, so we can actually buddy. watch them do the show. And then we should, nice. uh, if it's like in Miami, we should be able to ask some questions on camera also. We shall see. Uh, Tim has been hinting at a, a at a special thing that he hasn't let anybody know that he's preparing for elite members that go there. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm looking forward to actually midi- meeting the TimCast crew. We can vape. <laughs> no, you can't be. <laughs> he will kick your ass out. <laughs> so, oh, no. so um, th- I'm staying a second day there because I don't want to just fly all the way to West Virginia and just fly back. Straight up, that's uh, I mean, it's cool to go meet the TimCast crew. I, I love that. And also the community from the Discord that will be there. Yeah. But I'm going to be near Washington, D.C. It'd be a joke not to actually work from Washington, D.C. So the day after the TimCast members only event on that Wednesday... We will be recording a free speech podcast uh, from Washington, D.C. Danny will be here in San Antonio hosting the podcast here from the studio. And then we'll have Frankie helping with analysis in Florida. That should be a really, really cool episode (coughs) with us like all over, like actually engaged in culture, meeting people, meeting the big players. Um, additionally, the other thing is that I am doing everything that I can to prepare myself going into next month to try my very best to produce at least one, uh, free speech podcast episode a day. It's going to be a little different. Sometimes it'll be shorter form content. Uh, some of it might be actual field journalism. Uh, if I'm in the field somewhere where I can't be, you know, recording a podcast, then, uh, I at least, so let's say this. I will publish at least one piece of original content every day in March uh, where I'll be part of it. Uh, I'll be making a video, sometimes from the field, sometimes from the studio. But every single day of March, I will commit to doing that. I think that the way that we protect what we're doing at Free Speech Studios and make sure that it lasts forever is that we need to be producing hundreds of thousands, millions of views on Twitter and the other platforms so we can go to some of these local... Uh, businesses in San Antonio yep. on platforms like Public yep. Square, they're already based. They want to support people like us. They're already advertising on Public Square. So it's possible that they would advertise on this podcast. I know that that we get attention. We get the views. We have loyal following. I think we start growing our local audience here in San Antonio by talking more about things that the corrupt mayor Nuremberg is doing and, and the other you know fools that are on the city council yep. that enable him. Um and, and we build the audience of based people here in San Antonio that are going to support us. Not only that, we can also have a members only. Like Tim Poole has figured this out, guys. Like you take action, you create value, yep. you publish content, you build a members only, then you can sell products. Everybody does this. There is a path to monetizing an audience. We will find it, but it starts by making great content consistently and that requires discipline. That is what I am working on. 
Thank you very much, Danny. Thank you very much, Frankie, yep. for being on the Free Speech Podcast. Always a pleasure. We shall see you soon. Thanks. Cool. Bye.